0: Creepy, Terry!
1: Creepy, Terry! A boy's best friend is his mother.
0: Amanda and I'm Kristen and
1: And we are the the extra extra sisters sisters. so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to the last decade in 100 years of horror (laughs) well the last second half of the last decade you know it's over but this is over this is it y'all this is the second half of the 2010s part two and so we're gonna obviously go through the last the last five years Of life (laughs) starting, you know, 2019 being the last what we end with, which is going to be rough. But
0: I love that we're finishing it in spooky month, though. Like that fits perfectly.
1: Yeah, that wasn't the intention, actually. But the lack of new movies really just Mm
0: -hmm. changed the
1: schedule up because there wasn't hype episodes where they were supposed to be. So we moved the decade yeah. 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 But that made more room for more spooky stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So it worked out. And you know, going into this, I mean we've we've learned learned a lot. But going into the last part of this decade here. Kristen, would you like to start us off? <laughs>
0: Starting off with two thousand fifteen, we have an American film. And one we've actually discussed this year, so if anybody wants to go listen to our full episode, and it is It Follows. And if anybody hasn't seen It Follows or hasn't listened to our full episode about it, It Follows is about a – it's a horror movie about a STD, basically what it comes down to. <laughs> I mean, <it's laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, these kids are transferring this spirit that is going to kill them through sex. And if you transfer it along, then you just hand it on down to the next person and the next person. And we end up with this whole thing trying to kill it and it doesn't go away because how do you kill an STD in a pool with, you know, toasters and stuff? You can't. And then the kids just move it on down the line again. They find a a prostitute and hand it over and who knows how many johns she gave that to.
1: Yep. Until the end when it's following them again. Mm -hmm. you know I when I first saw this we kind of talked about I thought it was really dumb and then like I watched it again and I was like ah, that's a really smart really good (laughs) movie it's kind of one of those where the first time you watch it you're kind of like what the fuck was that but the more I watched it the more it grew on me and I really liked it so
0: yeah you introduced me to this and I just remember like not being overly excited about it when I first watched it but like days later it just stuck with me
1: yeah. And I really
0: enjoy the movie now. It's not one I can watch over and over again, but it's really good.
1: It's one of those that I typically will watch like around spooky season. I think we put it on our
0: mm-hmm.
1: our 31 days of movies for Halloween last year. We try not tried not to repeat this year, but it's got that feel because it's kind of around fall too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it ambiguous in the fall. set, but you they're wearing sweaters and stuff. So and it kind of looks like the leaves are turning. So it feels very fall and it is. A very scary concept, and there are some good scares in it they, that were really effective. So really enjoyed this film upon second, third, fourth continued viewing. The first viewing I saw in theaters kind of laughed at it. But as I <laughs> continued to watch it and gained kind of an appreciation for more artsy horror, which is now my jam, <laughs> I I can, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So going into 2016. The initial release was in 2015 at Sundance, but it gained its American release in 2016. And this is an A24 film, and I fucks with A24. <laughs> I have not seen anything from A24 that I have disliked up to this point. I know that A24 has been something that between the two of us we've typically liked, but there have been like I think like Black Coat's Daughter and like a few films mm-hmm. that were like we've kind of you know
0: yeah disagreed
1: on, but. You know, I really enjoy A24 and pretty much everything they do, and this one's no different. This is a period piece. It's in the 1600s, and it's one of those, you know, she's a witch kind of film and <laughs> a very, very religious family, and it starts yes. with a baby abduction, and we're going to do a full episode in just a few weeks here of this, so I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but basically, this family is very isolated. They wanted or I guess the father nobody really gets a say when the man wants to do something you know in a family but he wanted to buy them a farm and so he did and they're isolated from the town that they were in and they don't really have any community and so when shit starts happening their baby goes missing and then the two twins, the little ones, start talking to this goat and it, it just very weird stuff. It's kind of slow moving, I will say. Not a ton of in-your-face creepy happens. That's very typical of kind of an art house film, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then it's very, there's a witch in the woods and it just, that plagues this family and the suspense builds and the tension in the family builds up to... More death and more accusations of who in the family is practicing witchcraft and there is a presence of Satan amongst the family. So that is pretty much this film. Now, I will say, watch it with the subtitles. Yes. Watch it with the subtitles because... I I don't we watched this together the first time. I don't think we watched it with the subtitles. We did not. That was unfortunate. Yes, because they do. I really liked that they used the early English. So they do use it correctly, but it, it's very difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. And not only in accent, but in actual they speak differently. They use old English. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what they're saying is very different. Now, if you're watching the subtitles, you understand it. But if you're not, you can miss a lot of things that they're saying. So.
0: Right. But this is also a different time. So even with the subtitles on, there are things that I had to look up meanings on, which I will go over some of them in the long episode.
1: Yes. And you definitely need context. So. Yeah. Yeah. Turn on the subtitles. So buy the Blu ray or rent it if you rent it on like Amazon Prime or whatever. Obviously, you, you have that option. So turn on the subtitles. But I really enjoyed this film, which we will talk about ratings and everything when we do the full episode. So again, I'm not going to try to get too into it. But it, I wasn't surprised that I liked this film because it's A24. It was super hyped up. The budget was $4 million and it brought in $40.4 million. Obviously, it did very well. So. You know, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Again, it's not super action-y. There are some spooky sequences, but they're not in your face. There's not really any jumpy scares, but it is very artistic and well done.
0: Agreed. And that was an American-Canadian film. Moving on to 2017, we have an American film, and one we have also done a full episode on (laughs) this year most of these we were trying to you know do good episodes on because people love these movies so we have get out and if anyone hasn't seen it or you haven't listened to our episode get out is about a black man dating a white woman and she takes him to visit her parents and come to find out her parents are crazy fucking people who are kidnapping black people to put old rich white folk in their heads like that is so fucked up (laughs)
1: Yeah, to take over their bodies because they are super capable. Exactly. They're, like, auctioning them
0: off, and we we go through all the horror of that, but he ends up fighting back and, at the end, basically kills the whole family, which is great. And then his TSA best friend comes and saves the day with his puppy. The end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Except the psychological thrills in the middle are so good and suspenseful. Yes. Jordan Peele is just such a master at what he does. That's why I was so sad when Candy. I I totally understand it needs its moment in the sun. But all Mm -hmm. I look forward to all year is Candyman.
0: (laughs) I know. I know, right?
1: There's been a few, obviously. I was looking forward to The Conjuring 3, but mostly Candyman. Agreed. Agreed. So there's not much that Jordan Peele has done wrong, in my opinion, since he has done horror. So, you know, I was really looking forward to that. But Get Out is just get out like he you can't. I, I, I very rarely heard it critiqued, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. I really haven't. So
0: Yeah, the only critique that I have, which you can hear in the episode is I hate how fast the ending is. You take us on this great journey. And then all of a sudden, it's just over. And I I wanted something a little bit longer. But other than that, it's an amazing film.
1: Well, you want to hang on to the character because you're so attached to him and his pain and suffering and, and then he (laughs) just drives away.
0: Exactly, yeah. or it's just uh, you've done this whole buildup, and then all of a sudden, oh, it you just you just shot her, and then you're done. Like that's it. Okay, whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, he left you reeling. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to 2018, we have a film we've also done a full episode about. <laughs> Sorry, but okay. So we we when we started the podcast, we wanted to obviously. Gain listenership, and to pull those numbers in, and also to keep ourselves interested, we did the big hitters exactly. And also, we did this one because we were supposed to do it at the same time of the sequel, which did not release so exactly. <laughs> Twenty eighteen is a quiet place now. If you haven't seen a quiet place, it would surprise me. But I had I I always say that, but I'm one of those people that I try to keep up. And then I typically always just go back to my old favorites. And sometimes I miss out on new releases, but it is a quiet place. And this was a John Krasinski film. He put his wife in it with Emily Blunt. And I really enjoy people from typically a comedic background or that haven't gone into action or horror start to dip their toes in or mm-hmm. in this case, dive right in like Jordan Peel, John Krasinski. And, you know, John Krasinski, most people know him from The Office. And He really did such a great job with this. I'm nervous about the second one for reasons. Yeah. Mostly because of what The Walking Dead did. I got really tired of, like, the... I I don't know what they could have done better. I'm not, like, necessarily upset at them about this. But, like, when it gets too much to be, like, human conflict versus actual, like, monsters, I'm like, meh.
0: Well, yeah. Then it's less of a horror movie and more of like an action-y drama.
1: Exactly. And I totally get it because you can't just like do the same story over and over where they're just running from monsters for nine seasons or in Mm this case for two feature long movies. So you need some sort of people-y drama. But like we live in a society and so we know people are terrible. (laughs) But just talking about A Quiet Place, not the second one, but... This film is about a family that is in a post apocalyptic society and these monsters who I, it doesn't really go into it. And we may get this in the second one more kind of an origin. I would, ass- it kind of like aliens almost is kind of the feel that you get. They could, well,
0: the, uh, his newspapers do show like things touching down Earth and outer space yeah. questions. So pretty sure they're aliens. Yeah. And
1: they hunt with sound. So any noises that you make. They are going to be attracted to, and they are going to attack. They unfortunately lose their youngest child. One of their other children blames herself for the loss of this child because she gave him a toy that makes noise. And, of course, so there's a lot of family dynamic there. The character development's pretty good. But they are, of course, just like any apocalyptic movie, navigating living in this environment. Kind of like Signs or any other family that's dealing with this. The uniqueness of this is having to live completely in silence. She's pregnant, so she's going to have to go through labor completely in silence. And she goes into labor actually during an active attack. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much. We've done a full episode on this. But, you know, there's death that's horrifying. And they have to figure out how to kill these things. And they do in very interesting ways that rope in some of the character development points. So Mm -hmm. it's a really really good film that actually made me cry at some point so when you're when you give a shit about the family that much you've done yeah. a really good job with the the plot and the writing so I really enjoyed this one and I'm really interested to see that wasn't one that I was super disappointed didn't release because I, I mean I was looking forward to it but I would like I said I'm also like mm-hmm. kind of nervous because there are some films I feel like just kind of stand on their own
0: right I agree I don't think this necessarily needed a sequel I think we could have just left it
1: alone but maybe it'll be really, really good. I don't know. You know, it maybe. could be really, a, really good.
0: <laughs> makes me a little nervous with the whole sinister thing that I have talked about before, where it started out as a horror movie and then our sequel is basically a cop drama. Like, I really hope they don't go that way with it, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where, like you said, it could turn into like an action drama mm-hmm. with the monsters kind of being secondary, which I guess you could argue that's, you know, kind of. Kind of the first one where it becomes like a family. But it's not, though, because the monsters are primary antagonist. So there's no other antagonist in the first one. It is just the monster, whereas exactly. the second one, it's going to be these different, it seems like compounds of people versus other people. So, mm-hmm. meh. So we'll see. <laughs> you know, we, we'll get it next year, hopefully, depending on, you know, COVID <laughs> and stuff. But hopefully we'll get it. So moving on.
0: Moving on to 2019, we have a Mexican film. And I actually think this was originally done in 2016, 2017, 2017 somewhere around there. Mean, yeah, but but it, it usually takes a little bit to get to us. So we have a Mexican film called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Mm. Now, this is another one we did do an episode on last year. Our sound quality is not great. Yeah. So we'll probably do a quicker run through on this one.
1: Yeah. But
0: we will still probably go through it a little more. In detail than the others so tigers are not afraid it has a horror spin but most of the horror is real horror mm. it is about orphaned mexican kids living on the streets after their parents are taken by the drug cartel and killed and they are having to deal with the cartel is now going after them and they want to kill them because they have a cell phone that shows That this guy who's running for president has actually killed a woman. Like, there's video of it, and it is on this phone that one of the kids has. And in the background, we have Three Wishes, and it's a fairy tale for this little girl who lost her mom. She asks for her mom back, and her mom ends up kind of following her along through the whole film. I'm assuming making sure she's okay and kind of, like, trying to scare her in the right direction, because they need the head of the cartel. They need this guy to kill. So they kind of scare her in the right direction, but all of her wishes go terribly wrong. Like there's one where one of the little boys was burned in a fire and he asks her to get rid of his burn and she goes, no, I can't. The wishes go wrong. And then at the end, she's like, okay, I only have one wish. My mom's dead. I'm going to take care of your face. And they always go wrong in a weird way. So instead of it getting rid of his burn, when she marks it on his face, he actually gets shot and it. Goes right through where the scar was. Like it took care of his burn, but in a really, really fucked up way.
1: Yeah, and one of the the second wish that she does after wishing for her mother, they the gang of kids basically. that So they've had to form their own gang t- to survive. They're again this gang of orphaned kids. So it's they're not trying to be a violent gang, but they're trying to do what they know to survive. In. And in this culture of survival and their street culture it is i'm not saying mexican culture i'm saying specifically in this mm-hmm. community that they're living in it's form a gang so they've made this little gang of kids and i'm t- these kids are not older than 10 maybe 11 yeah they, she might be 11
0: there's like a five-year-old with them oh He's my so god little.
1: oh my god yeah and she They tell her, you know, to be with us, go kill this guy that we we stole his phone and he's after us. So go into his house and kill him. So she walks in and says, I wish I didn't have to kill him. And the gun goes off in her hand and she believes that like she killed him, but he was already dead. So then they come after her and the gang of kids, but it was actually the president that shot and killed this guy for his phone. Because he had a video of him killing a woman who ended up actually being our main protagonist, her mother. And when I tell you, like, you can go back and listen to the episode, kind of. This was around the same time we recorded it and we lost all that audio. If you remember us talking about that where we didn't quite know it. Because I think we went and saw this like a couple days after we saw it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we were like distraught afterwards and we didn't want to tell you guys everything so we didn't share a lot of information yeah in the original one which is good since our audio was crap but
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean this film I had Brad watch it with me this it's super important like this is the first time I've watched it since I watched it in theaters
0: oh yeah I cried
1: it's worse the second time like it's way worse the second time yeah and it's because like so they are still children and they are orphaned. They have made homes for themselves on the streets. They have these little places. At first they start off on a rooftop and they have like a TV and they've made little makeshift rooms for themselves. And, you know, then they have to move on because they're being chased. And these cartel members, these, you know, drug traffickers, they have a name for them. I don't remember exactly which gang they're in. I don't remember what they're called. But they, yeah, it
0: begins with an H, but I don't remember. Yeah, either.
1: they don't hesitate to shoot these kids. Now, the director is, first of all, what's really cool is this is the highest rated film of 2019. It is a woman, a Mexican yeah. woman director and producer. Yeah. She produced it and directed it. I don't know if she wrote it, but I know she had a hand in writing it. So I would believe that she wrote it because
0: my little trivia piece that I threw in was the director was actually orphaned when she was eight.
1: Yeah, I knew she had a hand in writing it. So that, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. So this is real life shit. Now I know it's dramatized for film, but I don't think by very much. I think the director has actually come out and talked about that, that this is, I mean, yeah, they're not, so when she goes in to kill this guy and he already ends up being dead, she goes down to his basement and she finds, you know, the rest of these kids in cages. They were going to be trafficked. Right, And so they're, these kids are being trafficked, they're being shot at, they're being killed. It's awful. I mean, even if there was no paranormal aspect to this film, it should still be viewed. But So they're going through and then they have to find a new place to live for a little while because they're being hunted and they know that. So they find this place, is it, it's an old school building, I believe, or something like that. And it, Yeah, I don't know what it is. And it's abandoned and it's perfect. They find old soccer balls and they're so excited and this is one of the part that is worse the second time and they find this fish tank that has spilled over and broken but the koi fish inside it are still swimming around because it fell kind of in a divot in the concrete and so now they have fish that they can watch and they have soccer balls and they have an auditorium stage and they're playing and performing life's gonna be okay and it's the worst because you see them playing and there's cute little music and they're just being children and you know how they're living and how horrifically they're the horrible things they're going through and it makes it so much worse the second time because you know the things that are going to happen to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: just in like the next two
0: scenes exactly you're just waiting yeah for what you know is coming up and it's
1: awful And you're just yes. awful. like I can't tell you like even I I like, my bottom lip started quivering within, like, the second scene. Like, just because yeah. I knew what was coming. And I told Brad, I was like, I... Because he remembered when I came home from this movie last year. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll watch it with you because I know, like, that it was significant to you, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, it's really not that scary because it's not. The paranormal aspect right. is just kind of... Like, it is a thing that happens throughout the entire movie, but it's not... In it's your like faith. in the background. Exactly. And so I was like, it's not scary. It's not going to – the paranormal's part, you're going to forget about it by the end of the movie. I promise you. Right. It's not the main focus. You know, I think, you know, she did that to make a point about all the people that died to show yeah. those ghosts, basically.
0: Yeah, she originally, I did read in my trivia, she originally didn't want this to be a horror movie. It just kind of turned that way when she brought in a fairy tale aspect. It mm-hmm. went darker.
1: That makes sense. And man, they have this five year old that carries around this plushy tiger. And when the cartel catches up with them, he gets shot. And let me tell you, <laughs> in the theater, I was quietly sobbing (laughs) in my home. (laughs) (laughs) It was loud sobbing. Okay, so I tried not to like just like gutturally sob, which I didn't because like, you know, I know he's just my husband, but like it's just weird to like sit there and just like sob next to somebody that's also just like not sobbing. I'm not saying he was like completely unaffected because he's not a psychopath, but like I'm clearly the more emotional one. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? And plus like, kids you know and right the littlest one the sweetest one who has doesn't talk because he saw something so horrific he hasn't spoken since and she's been like taking care of him and she's he's been like sitting in her lap I know I'm just kind of going off but man it's just like it this movie so deeply will affect most people I think yeah they kill him and these kids have to take him somewhere and lay him to rest and it's just terrible and then she's smart because she calls el chino the president who's running for president and who's the head of this gang and says we'll give you the phone back if you meet us but you have to call them off you have to get them to stop trying to kill us and he says okay i'll meet you at this abandoned spa you know at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. tomorrow, and so they go, and uh, one of the kids, kind of the head kid, aside from her, switches the phone because he wants to keep it, but they never turn the ringer off on this phone.
0: Which is so dumb. Like, yeah. I, kn- I know you guys are kids, but it already fucked you once. Turn the goddamn ringer off, and it, it rings like two other times
1: to fuck yeah. them. He destroys the phone that they give him, and he also kills his men. And he's like, a deal's a deal. I called him off by killing them. And then he lets him go. And then while she says, okay, let's get rid of the burn. He calls that phone. And he's like, I knew you didn't give me the right phone. And he shoots him. And then she's our only one left. And the paranormal aspect is they've been trying this, this voice has been calling to her this whole time saying bring him to us and it's kind of one of those things where these paranormal entities want their killer to be brought to them so basically she leads him to all his, his he literally has a storage unit of dead fucking bodies it's not a storage unit he just shoved them into this like closet like, thing yeah yeah and to just rot it is just full of dozens of dead bodies and the paranormal aspect is all their angry spirits kill him. And then the last scene when I, I cried when the littlest one died, but the last scene when it's all over and you just get this like relief. I cried
0: too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my
1: God. Like, I mean, I did cry when, like I said, the little one died, but I wasn't just like sobbing But like the last scene, her friend comes back not comes back but you know his spirit is there and he was burned by the cartel which is why he has the the scar and he's walking towards where he's locked in with all those spirits and she gives him the lighter that he gave her which is how they burned him and he goes towards it and you just see the whole thing just like igniting flames and she walks out of the spa to this like super sunny meadow that doesn't exist <laughs> yeah and it's just like I was just losing it, man, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: no, so- I agree, and they they do this, you know monologue at the end about you know why tigers are not afraid and the whole story about letting the tiger out and you know that the tiger is her like it and you're seeing an actual tiger and it's just it's it's beautifully done
1: oh my god like i have chills right now and i just was i was like i gotta go to the bathroom or something like i just couldn't (laughs) like be around brad anymore because like he wasn't crying because you know men i don't know (laughs) i'm not saying he wasn't affected because like he he was like that was wow and I was like yeah. I told
0: you but I mean I didn't cry on my first viewing I was shocked so he may have just been in shock
1: I yeah I cried during my first viewing but I was also like in a theater so I just had like tears rolling down my face yeah. but this time I was home and I was like <laughs> you know like it was mm-hmm. so bad and it just and this was like I think we said this when we actually originally viewed it this was the only time I've ever been to a movie theater, and this was a dine-in theater, so there was like stuff everywhere. Nobody yeah. fucking moved. Yeah, dude.
0: It wasn't packed, but there were some other people in there with us, and yeah, everyone was fucking still, not eating popcorn, not shuffling. No, yeah. no, but nobody
1: like nobody got up to leave. Yeah, no. Like the almost the entire credits rolled, and everyone was just like, "What
0: the? What? Fuck? What do we do? do- like
1: where?" What do we do from here?
0: Like, Well, exactly. Once you have that knowledge of these poor children and their suffering and the fact that this is real, that this may not be a true story of these exact kids, but this is true of a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you do with yourself after that?
1: Well, there's so many orphaned children that it's not like the government just takes them all in. Exactly. Like, they are on the streets fending for themselves, oftentimes dying. It's terrible. Like, this is such a good political piece, and we don't hear about this in the United States. Like, yeah, we know, especially, like, near the border in Texas, and that it's terrible, and it's a problem, and families are dying, And it, and, but we don't really we don't hear it. about it. You know what I mean? It's
0: not in your face to see what an orphan child looks like on the streets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's, man, it's on Shudder and it's on Amazon Prime, but you have to buy it on Amazon Prime. It's not free on Amazon Prime. But you can do a seven-day trial of Shudder on Amazon Prime and watch it. It's, yeah, you know, really, like, if you took one thing away from us, okay, from me, I'm just speaking for myself, I'm not speaking for Kristen, I don't know how, but this is the movie that you need to watch, in my opinion, like, for just educational purposes and if you want to see a really well done film it's not again in your face scary but for just impact and it's also just a really well done film oh my god this one i will say over and over watch this film but i would rate it higher than five out of five but it emotionally (laughs) devastated me upon like i will probably watch this again in my life but it's definitely not one i can watch like yeah you are so distraught
0: when it was coming up you're like oh god I have to work myself up to it
1: well I didn't know what the first because you know 2019 the list is it moves it ebbs and flows like we've had several films kind of move spots around because it's a as people rate them they move around and when you I was like what's 2019 and you were like tigers (laughs) are not afraid I was like what (laughs) 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 <laughs> I mean, I was super happy like that it, yeah. it got that, but because I wasn't sure, because it did come out in 2017, but these are American lists, you know, yeah. and it was released to the masses in the United States in 2019, so that's why it earned that spot. Now, I'm so happy for Issa Lopez, the director, that she is so highly rated on this, and I will look up the rest of her stuff and see if she's done anything else. I'm not sure. That's Something I need to look at, but based She's on doing, this.
0: She's doing like TV shows
1: now, sadly. Well, good for her. <laughs> yes, good for her. Moving your way up. Yeah, well, this is an emotionally devastating film, but definitely <laughs> required viewing, in my opinion. So hit it up. And Shutter is really not that expensive. I think you can add it to your Prime membership for like five dollars a month. But it's Shutter Lite. If you add it to Amazon Prime, you don't get the full library that it, you get from Shutter. If you just get a Shutter membership, but I'm pretty sure if you get it through Prime, it does have Tigers Not Afraid on it. So,
0: yeah, go cool.
1: sponsor a Shutter. Just saying. <laughs>
0: We will be doing a wrap-up episode where maybe we can go over some of our favorites. Maybe you guys can send in questions if you'd like, if you want us to answer anything through our hundred movies that we went through. We will be doing that, but it won't come out until probably more like the end of November, so just wait for it.
1: Yep. I mean, that makes sense. You know, it's now October, so just, you know, we got to get through spooky season. We got a lot going on. This is our busy season, if you will for the spooky bitches. So, you know, (laughs) thank you so much for sticking with us through this 100 years of horror and these 100 movies. I hope you took something away from it. We definitely did. I hope you learned something, watched some new films, took a recommendation or two. I don't think anybody followed along with 100 movies exactly, but if I'm wrong and you did, I will be shocked and I will send you a present myself. Let me know. But,
0: or if you followed along with any of it, like in even the 70s or the 80s, like you just did part, like that's still cool. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, let us
1: know. Uh, hopefully, you know where to find us by now. If you don't have socials, but you still wanted to comment on something, say you followed along with something, or you took a recommendation out of this, or learned something new, the extra sisters at gmail.com is where you can find us to email. Otherwise, all the socials are the extra sisters that is on Twitter, or the extra sisters podcast is Facebook and Instagram
0: and we are continuing on we're actually almost done with spooky month and next week it is halloween Halloween. and it's gonna be a whole week we are with you every single day and for amanda's birthday which is the day after halloween so you're gonna get us a lot so just wait and until next time stay creepy